Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Lamar University's 15th President, Dr. Ken Evans, announced his retirement a few weeks ago, and the Chancellor of the Texas State University System at Lamar University as a member launched a nationwide search, hired a search firm, and then enlisted an advisory search committee. The members of that advisory search committee were announced this past week, and they include LU employees, faculty, and staff, as well as community members, alumni, a student, and Texas State University regents. Evans' retirement is effective June 30th, but he has stated that he will stay at the helm until a new president is seated. If you want to see the advisory search committee members, the timeline for the search, and if you want to participate in the search, you can provide input about what you believe is important to the president of Lamar University by going to lamar.edu forward slash presidential search. Check that out, lamar.edu forward slash presidential search. You know, the words delay, postpone, cancel seem like the words of 2020 that continue to creep into our 2021, um, which is real frustrating last week due to weather, which I call snowmageddon. Uh, our kickoff football game was postponed. We were all looking forward to that on February the 20th. Now you can plan on seeing Blaine Morgan, Coach Blaine Morgan, and the Lamar Cardinal football team, cheerleaders, the showcase of Southeast Texas, which is our band, and the dance team on March 6th when they play the University of the Incarnate Word in Provo Center Stadium at 3 p.m. So delayed kickoff for football, spring football, which has never happened, um, is going to be on March 6th at 3 p.m. I have ordered absolutely superb weather for that day. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about 65, sunny, low humidity. I'm just saying we deserve it, and we deserve some football. I'm ready. March 6th, going to be there, Provo Sumter Stadium. In the meantime, LU Hoops take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi Monday, March um, 1st at 7 p.m. in the Montaigne, and LU Baseball takes on the University of Houston Cougars, March 3rd, Vincent Beck at 6 p.m. I'm looking forward to that game. My husband graduated from the University of Houston, so I'm sure we will be there, and uh, I'll be wearing Lamar, and, of course, he'll have on his pooks, but, oh, well, I'll be there representing the Cardinals. This week, exciting news, the Center for First-Generation Student Success, an initiative of NASPA, which is the Student Affairs Administrators in Higher Education, and the Souter Foundation, announced that Lamar University is one of the 2021-2022 First-Gen Forward cohorts, the First-Gen Forward designation recognizes institutions of higher education who have demonstrated a commitment to improving experiences and advancing outcomes of first-generation college students. This is great news. It's very exciting. Um, the person on the LU campus most responsible for this distinction, she's worked really hard to bring groups together and make this happen, is Dr. Wilma Jackson. And I invited Dr. Jackson to join us today to discuss this initiative and the many other things. She wears a lot of hats on the LU campus. Uh, we want to talk about the many things that she does. Dr. Jackson, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And good morning, uh, Shelley, and good morning to the uh, listening audience. Lenny, uh, you're the Director of Diversity and Inclusive Excellence. Um, tell us what that means and, and really what you do. I mean, it means a lot and encompasses a lot. So kind of just describe 
um, maybe a little bit of your background and what you do at Lamar University. Well, uh, as you said, uh, it entails wearing many, many hats, but uh, we enjoy doing the work. Uh, our office is responsible for uh, diversity programming at Lamar University, but we also uh, provide services for uh, in the community as well. We have several connections in the Beaumont, Port Arthur area. Uh, we also provide uh, outreach services for our services for everyone, all students, staff and faculty. But we also have specific services for our underrepresented students, like first gen. Um, minority, uh, et cetera. So um, we do that through programming. We uh, have diversity training uh, in a cultural competence training where we teach, uh, have a group of facilitators campus-wide to help teach others how to communicate uh, with persons who are from different backgrounds. So we do quite a bit of extensive work on the campus uh, for diversity and inclusion. And it um, really kind of um, is portrayed in many different forms, uh, not just only programming, but we also do community service as well. Recently, we had a um, service day with students, staff, faculty, and a spouse of a faculty member at the Southeast Texas Food Bank. So we do quite a bit of work um, to really promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. Dr. Jackson, I see you at all of these events, and you seem to be in charge of these events. I mean, you run events across campus, and even even during the COVID, you know, you've continued to, uh, the COVID pandemic, you continue to, um, you know, host these, these fairly large events. Um, I know we did for um, Black History Month, and we're moving into Women's History Month. So talk about some of the, the interesting events that you, um, you help to facilitate on the campus. Well, for Black History Month, which we still have a few more days in the month of February, we had several events planned on campus, but our major event was bringing the uh, Black History 101 um, mobile museum to the campus. But because of the uh, weather, the campus was closed, as was, you know, most of the state of Texas. So, but we did uh, have, were able to have that host that event virtually throughout the day so that our, our participants and audience could view and enjoy and learn uh, from the comforts of their home in a safe environment. And uh, also coming up for Women's History Month, we have several events planned. But on the 23rd, we have um, our Women's Inspiration Award, where we will uh, award uh, several women on campus who are in the student, staff, faculty, and alumni category who have made great contributions to Lamar University and who are really trailblazing women. Our keynote speaker will be Belasia Wallace. She's an attorney and also an LU alum, and we are so happy to have her come to campus. Uh, we originally had her scheduled to come uh, last year for, in March for Women's History, but then we had COVID. So we, uh, she was gracious enough to be willing to come uh, this year. So the event will be in person at 4 p.m. in um, the Plumber Room, 8th floor of the Mary and John Gray Library. That's fantastic. All right, let's talk about uh, this most recent initiative. You know, 60% of Lamar University students are first-gen students. And so now we have this distinction because we really do – uh, reach out to these students and, and I guess do some, some special initiatives for them. Can you talk about 
um, why it's important to to really have uh, programming for first generation students and and um, and really what what these students need. Absolutely. Well, I think that basically uh, having over sixty percent of your student body identifies first gen, that demonstrates a need to have these services and support for students. And uh, I've been at Lamar almost a year and a half, and one of the first things that I heard from the president was, you know, the devotion, you know, and dedication to first-gen students. And I was like, I like that a lot. So I talked right. with Andre Favors. Uh, he's an instructor in marketing and communication and Dr. Natalie Tindall to kind of see, you know, what are we doing at Lamar for our first-gen students? And uh, they're responsible for it, the learning community for first-gen. And we have several departments across the campus like STARS, McNair Scholars, or the Writing Center, who provide services to our first-year students. But there was nothing, you know, just not, not a centralized, a hub for everyone to get together and discuss, you know, what they're doing and how we can support each other in return, um, better supporting our serving our students. So the, uh, Andre Favors and I um, developed the first-year work group and uh, we have been meeting for about a year, and uh, we're really just pooling our resources, our talents, gifts, and abilities, and identifying ways that we can better serve our first-gen students. Uh, one of the things that we've uh, done, we had a first-gen um, college celebration in November. It was highly successful. And during that time, we were also uh, waiting to hear back from the proposal that we wrote to uh, NASA uh, Student Affairs Administration and Higher Education for the First Gen Forward Consortium. And uh, also a big shout-out to uh, Dr. Judy Mann for help co-writing that proposal. Mm -hmm. So we were... Um, we were, uh, and just a little bit about NASPA, um, they have uh, 15,000 members in all 50 states, colleges, universities, 25 countries, and uh, eight territories. So it's a huge organization, and they do amazing work. So we're just proud and honored to uh, were chosen. Our application our pro um, was chosen to be selected to be a part of the consortium, and we will join other um universities for the 2021-2022 cohort in providing um, better services. Uh, we will also have the opportunity to uh, be a part of emerging research, research for first-generation students. And so we're just really, really happy because this is a way for us to better serve through a collective, um, a collective approach, better serve our first-generation students at Lamar University. Exactly. You know, you don't think about it if you've gone to college and, you you know, you've worked with um, your family to kind of navigate college, but first-generation students don't have that support, and so they need more support on campus. You know, even um, my son's a freshman this year, and I had to explain to him, you know, classes are three hours, and when you take 12 hours, that's four classes. I mean, just the simplest of things, you know, he didn't understand. I mean, college is just a new world in a new environment, and um, these, these students who don't have that family support um, just need extra, they need extra hand-holding, right? Absolutely. That, that is totally correct. And, um, you know, they don't know, the, they don't know what to ask because they don't have a right. reference base of college and they don't have any 
may not have anyone at home in their community who can steer them and guide them to let them know you is get a mentor. You know, it's important to have a tutor. Right. Get involved on campus. All of these things. So this is a part of the wonderful work that the first gen forward work group um, is responsible for or has taken responsibility for. Uh, at uh, Lamar University, and also uh, for the parents as well. We are also uh, adding initiatives where we can better serve the parents so they mm-hmm. know when, when there's how to support their sons and daughters uh, throughout the academic process because having that parent involvement, based on research, is very important for students to be able to persist to graduation. So we want to make sure that we're offering supportive services, um, uh, books, resources uh, for the parents as well to assist in helping to um, prepare their students for college, but also to help them navigate through the process. Because if it's something that you do not have, you know, any knowledge of, you know, maybe a little difficult to help your son or daughter be successful. So that is one of the that's one of our initiatives that we're also working on to to engage the parents. It is so it's so true. I mean, and Lamar has so many great support services, but you, the students don't know that until mm-hmm. you know. And we we communicate it, you know, in newsletters, and we put signage up, or digital signage, and and all kinds of things. But they don't know that we have a math lab where you can walk in and get free tutoring in your math, you know, from eight to five in the Lucas Building. And they don't know that we have a tutoring center where you can get a tutor from everything, and a writing center where they can walk you through the writing process and help you with your papers and things like that. And these are things that students don't know. Of course, you don't have to be a first-gen student to get these resources, but these are things that I think your group is is letting these students know um, so that they succeed at Lamar. And, of course, that leads to retention and graduations and, and all those great things that students are doing. Dr. Jackson, thank you so much for all that you do on the Lamar University campus and for um, helping us get that distinction um, and so that we can work with others who are focused on first-generation students. Thank you. You are so welcome, uh, Shelley, and we are proud and honored to, to serve LU and our students. Very good. All right. Uh, great stuff going on at Lamar University to support all of our students. That's just one of them. Um, I want to remind everybody that we have a curative COVID-19 testing kiosk. It's open in the parking lot of the Montaigne Center at Lamar University. If you have any symptoms at all, the site is open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at no cost to patients. And I want to give a shout-out to the Zeta Theta chapter of the Alpha Tai Omega fraternity here at Lamar University. They held a 24-hour philanthropy live stream, and they raised $1,500 for the Wounded Warrior Project. So proud of them. Great things happening at Lamar University. It's a wonderful time to be here at Lamar University, and uh, we invite anybody to our campus to come for a visit, to a tour as the weather gets good. Come walk around and enjoy. We just love it here. Thanks for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the Pride of Southeast Texas.